0: Brokenness to beauty. And I've got a slide that just illustrates something of that. Brokenness to beauty. You know, everywhere we look in our world, we see brokenness and we also see beautiful. And I think Cornwall just epitomises that. You know, if you just go for a, a walk on the, the beach or on the clifftops, you see some coastal views that are outstanding Beauty. There's no way to compare with it, is there really? Come on, let's be honest. It's, it's awesome. And then you come inland a bit and you see some of the towns that are neglected and not much money in them, and, and you see something of the brokenness in those places. And it's the same wherever you look. Even if you go to one of the most wealthy places on the planet, and probably New York per square inch is probably about as wealthy as it gets. But there you see the same pattern of brokenness and beauty. And I think the place that epitomises that in New York more than anything else is ground zero. Becky and I had the privilege of going there a couple of years ago and and we'll see the, the twin towers there no stay where we were. The, the twin towers can you go back Wolf? No going the wrong sorry, can you go is it possible to go back? Brilliant. So you see the the beauty that was the Twin Towers and then you see the brokenness after 9-11 and the utter carnage. And then we move on and we see where it is today and you see the beautiful Garden of Remembrance where the towers were. Massive water features, basically. And then you see the New World Trade Center so on that skyline. And then you look closer in at these... Huge water features and you see names around the side. If we go on to the next one, you'll see there uh, the name, it's just off the little side of it is Diana Lynn Gillant, and, uh, Unborn Child. And when, when we went to this the site, we, we photographed that because it kind of spoke volumes somehow. It's kind of shouted out from that memorial. Even though we've got the names of every single person who died around these two huge water features, there is something profoundly beautiful about it. Something very moving about that site. It it truly is a beautiful place. You know, when it comes to buildings, man is quite good at taking something that is broken and turning it into something beautiful. But when it comes to the human heart, the seat of our emotions, we need a specialist. And there is only one specialist. And we're going to read about that right now in Isaiah 61. It's, the chapter that God gave this church right at the very beginning uh, in its formation, Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of gladness instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair they will be called oaks of righteousness a planting of the lord for the display of his Splendor. Jesus went to the synagogue in Nazareth. And he stood up. And he read these verses. The Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. Of the Sovereign Lord. God the Father. Is on me. God the Son. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all on the case. All of them. All working together in unity to move you and me from brokenness into beauty. I think that's awesome, don't you? That the whole Godhead is on our case. And today, he wants to move us from brokenness to beauty. Jesus came to demonstrate that. You know, Jesus is the ultimate beautician. He's not going to give you a new hairdo, he's not going to paint your nails. No, he's going to get right to the heart of the matter. See, mourning is all about the heart. It covers loads of things, but it covers things like broken relationships. Death and divorce break relationships. It covers broken dreams. Dreams that are shattered because they have not been realized. Something that is precious in the heart is lost or is taken away or fails to be reached, and it hurts. Doesn't it? When one of those things happen, it hurts. God did not create us for brokenness. He created us for beauty. Absolutely everything that God made, he looked at it, and he said, it is very good, But brokenness was only one step away. Brokenness was only one step away. The emphasis being on the word away. Adam and Eve walked away from God. They hid from God. Why? Because God had given them just one love rule. Just one. Don't eat. From the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because when you eat of that tree, you will die. Death is the ultimate state of brokenness. When my first wife, Caroline, died, I, I felt that deep pain of brokenness. And started spewing that out with writing poems. And one of the poems I wrote was entitled, She's Not here more, The relationship is broken because she's absent. She's not here anymore. And when I was at my very lowest, I felt God say, it wasn't meant to be this way so. It was originally all beautiful. And when we go right back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, we read, So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. And he goes on, and then God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. God's creation was beautiful, was wonderful, and, and well, it was a proper job. <laughs> proper job, my answer. Not very good at Cornish, but never mind. You know what I mean. <laughs> so man and woman were the pinnacle of his beautiful creation, and it was all beautiful. But man was just one step away from brokenness. And some man breaks the beauty. He does the one thing that God says. If you do it, you will die. So what does God do in response to that? You know, does God come looking for Adam, shouting, What have you done? With an angry voice. What have you done? You know, wait till I get my hands on you. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. He says... Where are you? Where are you? Those words are so beautiful. Every single human being that has ever lived, Jesus has been saying those words, Where are you? Where are you? So this morning, Jesus... He's saying to you, and he's saying to me, where are you? Where are you? So he doesn't want to leave us in brokenness. Because that's what we have without him. He wants to move us into beauty. I love Isaiah 61 verse 3. I love it. I love where he says to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Ashes equal an appointment with God, with the ultimate restorer of. Of beauty, he is the specialist in taking brokenness and producing beauty. So, what do I mean when I say ashes equals an appointment with God? When I was thirty years of age, I was climbing up a ladder to get in a loft, a hair loft, and I grabbed hold of the hinge on the stormwork. Been there decades, and all of a sudden it came out. I flew through the air backwards, landed on my feet. And I cracked both my heel bones. And, and when I stood up, the brokenness was painful. <laughs> it was horrendous pain. I couldn't walk. I had to sit down. I just couldn't walk. The pain was so strong. So I got somebody to give me a lift to go to the hospital. And I went to the receptionist. And the receptionist gave me an appointment. To see the doctor, I had to wait about an hour or so, but then I got the appointment with the doctor and uh, told him all about it. He x-rayed my heel bones while he sent me for an x-ray and said it's cracked. Came back, you've got to have six weeks where you don't walk on your heels and you've got a physio every week and you'll be sorted. And that brokenness was healed and my heel bones are now Beautiful. If we were to do a study of the Old Testament and we haven't got time in terms of the word ashes, Isaiah wrote this 8th century BC, so this is included in that Old Testament timeline, we would see that ashes were a symbol of sorrow. They were a symbol of grief. They were a symbol of humility and they were a symbol of repentance. This Walking away. The word away is so important. Walking away from God. And repentance means about turn. Literally about turn. Instead of walking away from God, you walk to God. Ashes symbolized all of that. Ashes said to God, I'm sorry. Ashes said to God, I need you. God, I turn to you. God, I draw near to you. That is the equivalent of me going to the hospital and saying to the doctor, I need you. I've come to you in a sense of need. I have drawn near to you. And when we do that, the doctor sees us. Now, it might not be instantly, but the doctor sees us. The great news is, Jesus doesn't have a receptionist. Good news, that isn't it? If you're a receptionist, no, no, uh, I'm not attacking you, it's a difficult job. But sometimes getting past the receptionist is hard work. Jesus does not have a receptionist, and he doesn't keep us waiting for an hour or two hours or three hours or a week or two weeks. Jesus has promised if we draw near to him. God loves our humility. God cannot but run when we come in humility. When we say, I need you, I need you, God comes running. He opposes our pride when we think we do it on our own and don't need him and get out of our brokenness on our own and clear off God. I can do it. I can get out of this mess. I can heal my own broken heart. And Jesus works patiently for us to humbly say, I can't. I can't do it. I need yeah. Grace is good gifts that we don't deserve and, and God loves our ashes our humility our repentance so that he can replace them with a crown of beauty. A crown of beauty. You know Jesus loves giving out crowns. He does. <laughs> he loves it. You know, we come into his kingdom and we become royal because we belong to him. So in a sense, we become crown bearers of royalty. We receive life, eternal life when we give our lives to him. And he gives us a crown of life. But the crown here in Isaiah 61 verse 3 is is probably more like a wreath that was worn at a wedding. When we look at the gifts that are given here, it's the crown of beauty, the oil of gladness, the garment of praise. It's a just preparation for a joyful feast, a joyful occasion. Three great gifts, aren't they? You come in brokenness and you get a crown, you get oil, you get a garment of praise. To move the heart from brokenness to joy, In the presence of God, there is joy. There is joy. Notice that he says he binds up the broken hearted. Sometimes that healing is not instant. Jesus doesn't say that I will instantly heal your broken heart. Broken hearts can take a while to heal. My heel bones took six weeks. My broken heart through grieving Caroline took months. But God did heal my heart. He did. And brought beauty back and wholeness back. You know, today, every single one of us can choose to have an appointment with Jesus, the healer. Of hearts, we can choose to move towards Him from brokenness to beauty.